Hello and welcome to KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. You're listening to Pranjali and this is Chai Time. Chai Time is a show with no rules, no boundaries, just like the chai or tea. Chai has no rules. You can make it the way you want. Drink it the way you want. Hey, even drink it whenever you want. Chai or tea is an integral part of India and it reflects the cultures and values of its people. India is a mixture of religions, languages, culture and traditions that have blended together seamlessly over the years. In India, chai time is a relaxing afternoon time when friends come together and talk about and sometimes just gossip about politics, music, family and share their joys and sorrows all over a cup of tea. It's a warm and friendly chit-chat that embraces all and everything that comes its way. The flavor of chai may change from one place to another but the ease at which it brings people together never will. Namaste. Ye hai KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM aur aap sun rahe hain Chai Time. Chai Time. Jab bhi main apna bachpan yaad karti hu to Bharat mein garmiyon mein chhuttiyan hua karti thi aur hum sab ke gharon mein cooler laga karte the bahar bahut dhoop rehti thi aur hum bahar nahi nikalte the sab ghar mein soya karte the और तीन जब बचते थे तब चाय बनती थी और तब सब उठते थे और बातें किया करते थे मुझे अब भी याद है मुझे कभी नींद नहीं आती थी और मैं इंतज़ार किया करती थी तीन बजने का ताकि सब लोग उठें चाय पी सकें और बातें कर सकें आज भी मैं बहुत इंतज़ार करती हूँ तीन बजने का और वो भी इतवार के तीन बजने का ताकि फिर हम मिल सकें चाय टाइम पर चाय के साथ खबरें पढ़ने का एक अपना अलग ही मज़ा है चाय का और अखबार का गहरा रिश्ता है मैं जब चाय पीते हुए अखबार पढ़ती हूँ तो शायद मुझे ज़्यादा अच्छे से अखबार समझ में आता है जितने प्यार से मैं सनोजे मर्क्यूरी या न्यूयॉर्क टाइम्स पढ़ती हूँ चाय के साथ उतना ही अच्छा लगता है मुझे आज भी नवभारत पढ़ना देशबंधु पढ़ना या दैनिक भास्कर पढ़ना मैं और मेरे सारे साथी जब भी मिलते हैं तो हम हमेशा बातें करते हैं भारत में होने वाली चीज़ों की हर छोटी बड़ी चीज़ की चाहे वो अन्ना हज़ारे का अनशन हो या फिर भारत के राष्ट्रपति चुनाव हम हमेशा सुना करते हैं फॉलो करते हैं बातें करते हैं लेकिन हमारे लिए ये सब बहुत स्वाभाविक है हम भारत के हैं भारत बसा है हम में लेकिन मुझे हमेशा ताजुब होता है अपने आसपास के गैर भारतीय लोगों की भारत में दिलचस्पी देख उनकी जद्दोजहद भारत के बारे में जानने की वहाँ जाने की चाहत वहाँ की कला और संस्कृति से जुड़ने की चाहत मुझे हमेशा हैरान कर देती है और हम सब तो यहाँ लगे ही रहते हैं कि हम अपने बच्चों को भारत से जोड़ें भारत की जड़ों से जोड़ें या हम भारत के नहीं और किसी भी देश के हैं तो अपने वतन से जोड़ने की अपने मुल्क से जोड़ने की कोशिश करते हैं लेकिन बहुत अच्छा लगता है बहुत खुशी होती है जब आज का युवा अपने आप भारत से जुड़ना चाहता है और उसमें भी अगर वो युवा यहाँ का है यूएस का है और वो अगर भारत की संस्कृति से जुड़ना चाहता है भारत के बारे में पढ़ना चाहता है भारत के किसी संजीदा मसले पर शोध करना चाहता है तो मन बहुत खुश हो जाता है बहुत मन को शांति मिलती है और ऐसी ही मेहमान है हमारी आज की बर्नाडेट वाइट जिनका शोध का विषय है भारत के किसान उन्होंने बहुत बार भारत की यात्रा की है भारत की भाषाएं सीखी हैं भारत के बारे में बहुत जानती हैं और बहुत जानने की इच्छा रखती हैं बर्नाडेट इज़ करेंटली वर्किंग एज एन आउटरीच कोऑर्डिनेटर एट द सेंटर फॉर साउथ एशिया स्टैनफर्ड यूनिवर्सिटी द अदर हैज शी वेर्स इज दैट ऑफ अ डॉक्टर स्टूडेंट स्टडिंग सोशोलॉजी 
her research focuses on rural india and more specifically the social and political issues surrounding the discussions of farmer suicide her research has allowed her to gain experience conducting research internationally with research trips to india and mexico currently she is preparing for her field work in the vidarbha region in eastern maharashtra of india it's a very serious issue the farmer's suicide and our guest today has been working on this and we'll definitely talk about this issue plus we'll talk to bernie about how she got interested in india and indian culture we'll also like to know about her hobbies favorite movies and of course her favorite hindi movie songs we will listen to what bernie likes to listen in her chai time so stay tuned for our baatchi namaste bernie hamare show mein aapka bahut bahut swagat hai kaisi hai aaj aap main bilkul theek hu तो बनी आप हमारे शो में आ जाई हैं उसके लिए आपका बहुत बहुत शुक्रिया और हम हमारी बातचीत वैसे तो इंग्लिश में करेंगे लेकिन क्या आप हिंदी में हमारे ऑडियंस को कुछ कहना चाहेंगी मैं आशा करती हूँ कि आप सब अच्छे हैं बहुत अच्छा बनी शुक्रिया हिंदी में कुछ कहने के लिए बनी आज हम आपसे बहुत सारी बातें करेंगे लेकिन चूंकि आज हम किसानों के बारे में आपके शोध की चर्चा करने वाले हैं तो शुरुआत करते हैं किसानों के ही एक गाने से भारत में किसान के लिए सबसे खुशी का मौसम है मानसून का बारिश का और अभी भारत में मानसून चल रहा है बादलों से बरसने की गुहार बारिश की पहली फुहार का इंतज़ार इसे शब्दों में बुना है जावेद अख्तर ने उदित नारायण और अलका यानिक की आवाज़ में ए रहमान के संगीत के साथ सजा फिल्म लगान का गाना काले मेघा काले मेघा मन धड़काए बदरवा मन धड़काए बदरवा धमक 
लेकिन सच्चाई इससे बहुत अलग है भारत एक एग्रीकल्चरल देश है कृषि प्रधान देश जहां 60 फीसदी लोग प्रत्यक्ष या अप्रत्यक्ष रूप से खेती किसानी से जुड़े हुए हैं 21वीं शताब्दी में सुधार तो हुए हैं लेकिन आज भी भारत का किसान निर्भर करता है मानसून पर इंग्लिश में जिसे हम कहते हैं गैमलिंग विद मानसून्स बारिश के साथ जुआ जहां सारा दारोमदार होता है बारिश के पानी पर बारिश हुई तो बहुत अच्छा नहीं हुई तो फिर एक भयावह सूखा कम नहीं के बराबर फसल मिडलमैन के द्वारा शोषण बहुत बढ़ती हुई महंगाई कीमतें नए सिरे से गरीबी और त्रासदी की मार और इन सब ने शुरू किया भारत में किसानों की आत्महत्या का सिलसिला फार्मर्स इन इंडिया बिकेम द सेंटर ऑफ कंसिडरेबल कंसर्न इन द नाइनटीन वेन द जर्नलिस्ट पी साईनाथ हाईलाइटेड द लार्ज नंबर ऑफ सुसाइड्स अमंग दैम ऑफिशियल डेटा तो बहुत अलग है लेकिन इतना तो ज़रूर पता चलता है कि आंध्र प्रदेश महाराष्ट्र कर्नाटक केरल और पंजाब में बहुत सारे किसानों ने आत्महत्या की ये सिलसिला चलता रहा और अभी भी स्थिति बहुत सुधरी नहीं है और इसी विषय पर शोध कर रही हैं इसी क्षेत्र में काम कर रही हैं हमारी आज की मेहमान बर्नी तो आज हम उनसे सुनते हैं कि उन्होंने क्या काम किया वो कहाँ गई और कैसे सारी बातों की शुरुआत हुई I first became interested in the issue because it's something that comes up a lot in global studies or globalization studies um particularly in sociology I'm a sociologist by training and it was something that always came up and was primarily usually framed in terms of uh how global changes and local impacts have caused farmers to commit suicide that it's about genetic modified seeds a, a various number of issues and so i became very interested in trying to understand and unpack all these different 
issues that were linked with farmer suicides and come to a better, more holistic understanding of the issue and what's going on around the issue now that it's become such this huge social political issue in India. What did you find when you were doing all this? You have been going to different places in India. And uh, when I was talking to you before the show, you said that you went to Yavatma, you went to Amrauti, you went to Vardha. And then you traveled extensively in lots and lots of uh, cities in India. And you have been doing and working and finding a lot of things. So uh, what would you like to uh, tell us more about it, Bernie? It's actually very interesting because there's so many layers to this issue. So there's the layer of, you know, people saying, oh, it's all globalization. It's small farmers being pushed out of the market by larger producers and also being subject to fluctuating prices. Then there's this other layer of genetically modified seeds uh, where people are saying that the companies like Monsanto are forcing farmers to switch to modif- to genetically modified seeds, which tend to be more expensive, but they're not as environmentally sound. They're not as sustainable. They have, they're not, they don't produce as well. So that was another layer. And of course, the final layer that really comes up as well, that I think underlies a lot of these issues is also then the issues of loans that many of these farmers have to take in order to sustain a farming livelihood. And the lack of institutional credit for farmers and the fact that many of these farmers have to take informal sources of credit. When I went to the field, I wasn't looking necessarily to find, quote, unquote, the solution, Mm -hmm. but merely trying to understand the situation in a more nuanced way, Um, particularly since it is such a divisive issue. There's, you know, particularly... Um, I had the unique opportunity, actually, to talk with P. Sinod about this. And P. Sinod is kind of the person who's become the best known for bringing this issue to light, um, at least because he writes in English media. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was interesting to me is to see how people even... So, like, even with journalists, for example, there'd be this div- great divide they, where you have some farm... some Sorry, excuse me. Some journalists who are really on the side of social activists, NGOs, saying, oh, farmer suicide is this huge issue. The Indian government's not doing anything about this. It's horrible. X number of farmers are committing suicide every day, et cetera, et cetera. But then on the other hand, you have other journalists who, as uh, P. Sinat did say, I'm quoting him, they're the equivalent of what he called Holocaust deniers because they were saying, well, the farmer suicide issue is not as serious as people want to make it out to be, and that rural suicide in general was being classified as farmer suicide even if it wasn't. So it's just been very interesting to see how there are like these great divides and how people see this issue and really how difficult it is also to overcome some of these issues, even among the NGOs that have now started operating in the region, um, particularly after 2008 when the Indian government announced um, a financial package for funding for different organizations or for different projects in the region, uh, particularly in Vidarbha, in Maharashtra. And so it's also been very interesting because you have some divides between those organizations and how they approach the topic and how they approach, quote, the solution, Um, you know, one NGO might have a program for 
insect called pesticide insecticide management, where it's basically you're still using chemical farming, but you're teaching farmers how to better use the how to properly use those chemicals. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you'll have NGOs and nonprofits that are arguing that there shouldn't be chemical farming at all. You can totally farm without chemical farming. And that chemical farming is part of the problem because that's also increasing the debt of farmers and making them dependent on companies and uh, these larger agricultural companies. So during your research, did you visit India? Yes, actually, um, I've gone to India multiple times. Uh, Yeah. I went, the very first time I ever went to India actually was in 2006. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to go as part of a small delegation of graduate students, and I was the one undergraduate student uh, to go from one of the graduate programs at Texas A&M University. And we did a short seminar program for two and a half weeks at Jawaharlal Nehru University in Delhi. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, Delhi has a special place in my heart because it's the first place I ever went to in India. Oh, I see. So um, I guess that's sometimes how it works. So whenever the first place you ever go in a country that you fall in love with, you tend to kind of be attracted more to that one. Definitely. So Delhi is yeah. the place for you. Yeah, Delhi. Uh, you know, that. So I was in Delhi and then I've made subsequent trips uh, you know, for 2007 and 2009, I went to learn Hindi. Uh, and then 2010, I was there for some of the research on farmer suicide. And then last summer, I was actually there for learning Marathi. So yeah. I, I, I did beginning Marathi. So I, my, I'm still very rusty on my Marathi. And where did you go in Maharashtra? Uh, Pune and then also uh, in the Darba as well. So Amravati... Uh, Gola, Wardha, Yavatmal, wow. uh, and Wow, Bernie, nice to hear about all these places from you. You know, I belong to Vidarbha region of Maharashtra. Almost all my family lives in Nagpur and nearby. I find it amazing that you have been flying places literally and figuratively, flying high with a cause. And this reminds me of a song from Rocket Singh. So let's take a break here and uh, listen to a song uh, sung by Salim Merchant. And it is Pankho Ko Hawa Zarasi Lagne Do, Udne Do.
धूप खिली जिसम गरम सा है सूरज यही ये भरम सा है बिखरी हुई राहे हजारों सौ थामों को फिर भटकने दो उड़ने दो जरा सी लगने दो सोया था पगने दो पंखों को हवा जरा सी लगने चाहे को दिखाती है दिल दो दो देखो कहाँ पे जाती है उलझे नहीं तो कैसे सुलझोगे बिखरे नहीं तो कैसे निखरोगे उड़ने दो सोया था बुझे दो पंखो को हवा जरा सी लगने दो उड़ने दो हवा जरा सी लगने दो This is KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. आप सुन रहे हैं चाय टाइम और हम बात कर रहे हैं बढ़ने के साथ अबाउट योर बैकग्राउंड यूर बॉर्न एंड ब्रॉट अपर एंड देन यू गॉट इंटरेस्टेड इन इंडिया एंड साउथ एशिया there was a large asian american population at my high school so i had a lot of friends who were chinese american a lot of friends who were indian american and it would always be very fascinating to me that if i asked my chinese american friends a question about china for example or chinese culture they would know the answer right right then and there you think mm-hmm. oh well this is and this history and that language this thing and sure. you no know, so they would know that Whereas with many of my Indian friends, they would have some very vague answer, be like, oh, go read it in a book. <laughs> uh-huh. So I actually started reading about India. And, and eventually, you know, even through college, I was still very interested in it. Mostly because it just seemed like all I could think was, there's just so much to know about India. And I think even that became solidified for me when I actually did end up going to India, which was also my first time to ever leave, go out of the United States. So mm-hmm. when I went to India, you know, just spending the two and a half weeks in Delhi was um, amazing you know, for me. And, you know, even the professors who I went with kept thinking, they're like, oh, wow, you're so well adjusted. You know, how, where else have you traveled? And I was like, 
this is my first time in the United States. So they were just shocked, and, you know, it just seemed to gel. Like, I just seemed to Definitely. be at home there. That so. is one thing I have noticed <laughs> working with you, that, yes, you are sometimes more Indian than any other Indian. <laughs> so, so what is one quality uh, or one aspect of India which you find most fascinating or you like about it? You know, it's always kind of funny because I think one of the things I like the best sometimes is also the thing that can be the most um, daunting or challenging situation to be in is I, I think I was just really struck by the hospitality that people show. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you come into somebody's house and they say, ah, aja, Chai pilo, chai pilo, you know, these kind of things. You know, they're feeding you and feeding you, giving you chai or, you know, coffee or anything. Definitely, yes. And, you know, it's just the fact that just because you're a guest, people are just so outpouring. And, and even there have been times I've been, I, I wouldn't say in trouble, but definitely because um, I've, I've traveled quite, uh, quite a bit by myself, which sometimes in India can be challenging to be, you know, Mm -hmm. It's hard enough as just for women to travel around by themselves sometimes. But, you know, and even with myself, where there's been times where I kind of question my own, you know, do I speak the language well enough to pe for people to understand if I get in trouble or this, that, and the other. And I've always found that people are, like, so willing to help you out and try to get you where you need to go and that kind of thing. And the only reason I say this is challenging, mm -hmm. and the only reason this whole thing was challenging, is trying to tell some auntie <laughs> that you cannot possibly take any more chavel or roti or paratha or anything is the hardest thing in the world to do. They keep insisting, they keep right? insisting. No, 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 you need to eat more. Oh, you, you look at you, you're this. Eat more. <laughs> you hardly ate. You're like, I know. I ate quite a bit, believe, believe me. <laughs> I know. So, Bunny, here we'll take a short break and then we'll come back and we'll talk to you more about India, Indian culture and your research. Isso 
Chai time. This is KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM, and we are talking to Bernie. So, Bernie, last time I remember you were working on a project uh, from Mother India to Pipli Life. So, you are interested in uh, Indian movies, particularly Hindi movies, right? Yes, that's correct. So, tell me more about it, about your project. Sure. Um, I would say the project actually kind of combined two things I'm very interested in. Um, of course, rural and agrarian studies in India and the farmer suicide issue with, you know, the passion I have for watching Indian cinema. Um, and particularly one of the things I became very interested in is the fact that actually throughout the course of the 2011-2012 school year, uh, we had quite a number of programs in the Center for South Asia that focused on urban India. And within that, we had quite a number of presentations that were also about urban India and cinema. And what was kind of interesting to me within all of that, though, is, of course, you have a film like Peopley Live come out, which is about rural India, mm -hmm. and not really an analysis of rural India's depiction in cinema, which is very, you know, kind of interesting on two fronts. I mean, on one hand, you do have cinema, which is itself a very urban form. It kind of arose with the rise in modern cities. But then at the same time, you have India, which is still predominantly has a rural population, 
or at least even in the urban areas, people who are not so far removed from having been in rural areas. They're new migrants to the cities or they're migrants who go, or seasonal migrants who go to the urban areas during one part of the year and then go back to their hometowns during other parts of the year. So for me, it was kind of interesting to try to pull these two things together and come to an analysis of what rural India looks like in film. हम बने से बातचीत कर रहे हैं और जब हम रूरल इंडिया की बात करते हैं तो एक गाना पिपली लाइफ का मुझे बहुत रेलेवेंट लग रहा है और वो बन्नी की ही पसंद का आज बन्नी अपने साथ संगीत लेकर आई हैं तो उन्होंने एक गाना सुझाया है पिपली लाइफ का महंगाई डायन जिससे गाया है रघुवीर यादव ने जो मेरे अपने एरिया मध्य प्रदेश को बिलोंग करते हैं और उन्हीं की आवाज़ में हम कोरस में सुनते हैं महंगाई डायन सखी सैया तो खूब ही कमात हैं महंगाई डायन खाया जात है पतले हो गए सैया 
कमा कमा के मर गए सैया मोटे सैया पतले सैया Welcome back to our show, Bernie. So this is Chai Time, and you are listening to Bernie, and this is Kazi SU Stanford ninety point one FM. So Bernie, talking about India, Indian movies, naturally our talk leads to Indian food. So do you like Indian food? Do you like cooking Indian food, or do you like eating Indian food? And what kind of dishes or food do you like? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna actually. Have you have you tried my cooking? Not yet, Bernie. Oh you gosh, should what feed me. <laughs> yes, I should. I should. Um, I guess I, I'm pretty adventurous when it comes to food, and I really like spicy food. So mm-hmm. it's always kind of hard for me to say. I I mean, one day or the other, my favorite dish will change depending on what my mood is that day. So uh-huh. one day it might be like dum biryani. Particularly chicken. Mm-hmm. The next day it might be chetnaad chicken or some chetnaad dish, uh-huh. or the next day it could be something very simple like just pongal, pongal and sambar. Wow! <laughs> so I, I, and you know, and I have started. I, I really started learning Indian cooking by cooking more uh, North Indian dishes. So you know, uh, chole, rajma, all these kind of dishes and. Then moved moved up, I guess, the step up the ladder to paneer dishes, and more recently, mm-hmm. I guess, not even that long, I've tried my hand at uh, South Indian cooking. So ah. I've always been a little bit daunted by it because I, I, every single time I've tried to make sambar, it just hasn't. It, I mean, it turns out good now, but even then, there's still always something about it that I'm like, this isn't quite right. So. <laughs> I'm still perfecting sambar. <laughs> Good. I know all that fo- food sounds so yummy, Bernie. But right now, unfortunately, we have just a cup of tea with us. I know, <laughs> but that's good enough. Yes. With parleyji. <laughs> yes, definitely parleyji. So, uh, talking about Indian music, uh, do you listen to Indian music, Hindi music? Oh yes, I, co- I listen actually to quite a bit of. Uh, Hindi music um, and Tamil music and uh, also fusion music as well. So tell us more about any particular song and you would like our audience to listen to a song or something. Um. Oh gosh, there's a lot of songs to pick from. I think one song, because I think a lot of people might have probably, definitely if they've heard Hindi music and if you haven't heard Hindi, you've probably also at least heard Tamil music. So I, I'd at least for today suggest um, a Marathi song, actually. Oh, you listen to Marathi songs, yes, too. Yes, um, there's actually a, so- a movie that came out, um, I, I can't remember a year, but it was Natrang. What's that? Say it again. Natrang. Natrang, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, the, and that movie stars Atul Kulkarni. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's one particular number from the song is very beautiful song called Apsara Ali. Oh, 
Apsara Ali. So I'm Marathi myself and I haven't heard that song yet. So let's hear that song for Bernie, Apsara Ali.
Welcome back. This is Chai Time and you are listening to Pranjali and Bernie on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. So Bernie, currently you are working in Center of South Asia in Stanford, right? So tell us more about your work there. So currently I'm an outreach coordinator for the center. Um, the Center for South Asia is actually very new here at Stanford. It just started in December 2010. Mm-hmm. So we've really only just now completed our first academic year as a center. Still a baby. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and so, of course, one of the things, you know, on one hand, the center is a very academic, research-driven center. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to We try to attract some of the biggest names and most well-known scholars in South Asian studies um, and have them come and speak at Stanford um, so we do that. We've had workshops on issues related to South Asia. Um, like for example, our last one we had for the year was a workshop on technology and democracy, mm-hmm. which brought together practitioners and academics to talk about technology and democracy issues specific to South Asia. So things like how technology fits in with the Right to Information Act or health care issues or food rights right to food issues. So it was a very interesting um, workshop altogether. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a number of those throughout the year. Bringing, we also bring in very prominent scholars like Arjun Apadurai or uh, Partha Chatterjee. Mm-hmm. So that's one side of what we do. And since I've come into this center, I, I started working with the center last August, August 2011. And really the main goal of what I, I've tried to do at the center is really increase our presence on the campus with the undergraduate student population, but also in the community. Um, so one, one way we did that, and you know about this, Pranjali, is we did have the uh, Hindi, Hindi, Urdu. Hindi Urdu maze. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was a lot of fun, you know, and hoping to have it come back again next year and be bigger and better. Sure. And... Uh, you know, so it was just nice get together once a week for an hour and just speak in Hindi. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun and also <laughs> kind of enlightening to realize how bad my Hindi is sometimes, <laughs> especially when you're trying to explain something. You're like, uh, me, eh, me, who, me, hey. No, no, whom, whom, that's it, right? So initially yeah. I was planning to do this interview in Hindi, remember? Ah, uh, yes. Next time, yes, definitely. Yes, yes. Not... Not when I've run a 5K in the morning <laughs> beforehand. Uh, so you just ran somewhere? What was oh, that? yeah, it was for Save-a-thon. So, uh-huh. yeah, Tell me yeah. more about it. So uh, Save-a-thon actually happens every single year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically a very large event sponsored by the Indian Community Center. Um, and it allows different nonprofit organizations that are in the Bay Area that mostly are you know, India and Indian diaspora organizations um, that do various number of things. So some of them are organizations that are merely social, like social in their aspects. That, um, so like the Kannada Kutu or uh, the Tamil Manoram or mm-hmm. some of these other organizations, just about, you know, kind of regional associations. And then there's some organizations like Asha for Education or uh, the Association for India's Development, which are all about raising money and awareness mm-hmm. for development projects back in India. So, Wow, that's really, really interesting. Right, right. And I was running for uh, Mayatri, which is a, which is based in San Jose, and it's an organization that seeks to provide services for women in the, women and families in the uh, South Asian 
immigrant community that are facing domestic violence situations. So we provide a hot, we have a hotline that we run and Mm -hmm. a number of other services that we provide for women and their families that are facing domestic violence situations and helping them kind of cope with that situation. And if they... Mm -hmm. So you work for Center of South Asia, you work for the community, and then you're also doing uh, your PhD. You're working on your research. So what is the current focus right now? What are you working on? So the current focus, I'm still actually in the formulation stages right now, but um, my topic is going to actually be looking a lot at... um, the work that diaspora organizations do towards philanthropy and development back in South Asia. Sure. So on this note, let's take a little break. And I see you have a lot of music with you. So what do you want our audience to listen to now? Well, this is not typical Bollywood, uh, Hindi cinema type of music. Uh So I actually recently, a couple, a few years ago, actually came across the music of Raghu Dixit. It has a fantastic album, and, you know, so there's many songs on it that I, I just absolutely adore, but uh, I decided to go for a very upbeat, very, you know, kind of faster number, so My uh, Source Ai. My Source Ai? Okay, let's hear My Source Ai.
for that song suggestion, Bernie. It was indeed very, very nice song. So welcome back to Chai Time. This is KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. You are listening to Chai Time, and this is Pranjali talking to Bernie. So, Bernie, we have been talking about so many things, and I'm very sure you will have some interesting story or incident to share with us. So, do you want to tell us anything I actually special? Have two. Okay. They're two very funny stories, actually. So, I'll start with the first one because it's a little bit faster, easier story to tell. Mm-hmm. And it's not as personal. So okay. Right. You'll understand when I get to the second one. Mm-hmm. So, I in 2010, um, when I was doing research in Maharashtra, I actually was able to uh, spend some time, actually, at the Indira Gandhi Institute for Development Research mm-hmm. as a research scholar for about two weeks. I was just there using their library, meeting with professors, that kind of thing. And um, so I was actually staying in King Circle in mm-hmm. Mumbai. So I would, t- I would take the train up to Goregaon and then from Goregaon take a, an auto to the institution. Mm-hmm. And one day I'm out, I, was, I was getting a, the auto and, uh, you know, when I got, so I actually, because it was actually very difficult because the institution's like right next to Film City. Yeah. So it's very hard to get an auto there because mm-hmm. not so many are coming by that way. I know. So basically I saw one person get out and I was like flagging down the guy. Ah, stop, stop, stop. And I get in the auto and, and, you know, and I was speaking in Hindi with him. And so it was fine. And, you know, everything went well. And after about five minutes, the auto talk, or not even five minutes, sorry, two minutes or so. The auto guy kind of turns to me and says in Hindi, I'm so glad you got... He's like, I'm glad you speak Hindi. Because when you got in, I was so worried you speak only English or Marathi. I'm like, okay. And of course, I didn't know any Marathi at that time. So I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. He says, but, you know, oh, it's wonderful you speak Hindi. You know, I'm from uh, Uttar Pradesh and this. And, you know, he started telling me all about mm-hmm. his family and his farm in Uttar Pradesh. Mm-hmm. Finally, he goes, you know what? You need to meet Rahul Gandhi. Oh, Rahul Gandhi? Yes. <laughs> and I go, oh, okay, why is that? He goes, because you should get married to him. Really? And then from that, he started going off onto this whole thing of, <laughs> I, you, I will take you, you will meet in a rose garden, you will fall in love, and after that you will be married and you will have beautiful children. Wow. And that was about the time <laughs> my auto ride ended. But it, it was just a very funny incident. I was just thinking, oh, this guy wants me to get married to Rahul Gandhi. Okay, That fantastic. is so funny, but I'm glad you didn't marry <laughs> Rahul Gandhi. You came oh, back yeah. and here you're talking to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So then the other story, actually kind of segueing into that, is very, very, oh, gosh, this one is, I might get in trouble for telling this story. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Let's get you in trouble. Sure, sure. <laughs> so my boyfriend, actually, is he's Tamil. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've actually been trying to learn Tamil. And Tamil is difficult. I mean, even more so compared to Hindi, in my opinion. Like, I felt like Hindi, after learning Hindi, Tamil is just, it's very difficult. It's okay, like a, let it, me take a pause here. So you know English, you speak Hindi, you are learning Marathi, and you can speak Tamil also, yes, right? And your yes. boyfriend is Tamil. Yeah, okay, right, right. Go, on, go ahead. So um, what happened is 
I was going to visit his family in mm-hmm. Chennai, and it was just me. I was just going by myself. And at this time, his family didn't know we were dating yet. So it was like all very kind of hush-hush, quiet-quiet kind of thing. And what happened, so his mom, I, and I was staying, it was just his, his mom and I at the house. Mm-hmm. And I want to say the first morning I was, or first, like first time I was having lunch there, her her father came over, so his grandfather comes over. Mm-hmm. And I, we were talking, but, you know, we were talking in um, English. And I, I realized he was having a little bit of difficulty mm-hmm. understanding my American accent. So I switched to very, very simple Tamil, which was about all I could speak and still can speak. That's I speak only very simple Tamil, believe mm-hmm. me. It's not anything fancy, but... You know, so I was trying to explain to him, I was trying to tell him, okay, I'm a, a PhD student at Syracuse University. So, the be, you know, so I said, in Tamil, Syracuse la na ora manavi. And the look on his father, his grandfather's face just goes, huh? What? And what? You know, he, he, was like, he just had a very puzzled look. And he goes, I think you are meaning to say you are a student. And I said, yeah, that's what I said, right? Because, no, you said you are a wife. Ooh. I was like, oh, my gosh, no, 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 no. I, I was just freaking out because the only thing I could think of is, like, no, 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 I can't let the bag out of the, a cat out of the bag yet because his parents don't know we're dating. And this is, it would be, like, horrible, terrible. You know, there'd be so much trouble and drama. And it would just be bad. So, of course, you know. Yes. And it was fine, but, you know, it was yeah. at that time, I was freaking out. And, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, what did, I, what did I, I just say? And, of course, you know, they thought it was very funny. And, yeah, they were calling and telling everybody, like, you know, the story. And But I'm sure now your Tamil has improved, right? Uh, <laughs> After that? I at least now know, I, I now know when to say student. You don't say manavi, which is which is student, versus manavi, which is wife. Mm-hmm. You just say student. Ah, I see. <laughs> so thank you so much, Bunny. Thank you for coming to our show and talking to us and sharing your work and sharing your stories. And it was really, really nice talking to you. And I hope you enjoyed the show too. Oh, yeah. And I'm very sure our audience enjoyed it too. And before we end our show... Do you want us to hear any particular music from your collection, or do you want me to play a music on my own? Uh, let's surprise them. Okay, here we go. So that's Bernie for Chai Time, and stay tuned. Bus. That's right.
खुलते हुए सांस तेजा भी लगे रस खुलता ही नहीं कोई तो जा भी लगे Let's hear it. 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 Let